One, two, three. Hallelujah. Clap for the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Let's all be seated in the house of the Lord. Amen. Look at your name and say, get your Bible out. All right, let's pray before we get into this. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for blessing us, Lord, blessing us to be here this evening. We thank you for giving us yet another opportunity to sit at your feet and to receive fresh rhema from heaven. I bind the work of the devil right now in the name of Jesus, that there be no distractions, but that your word would go forth and accomplish that which you've sent it to. We thank you, Lord, and we surrender to the power of the Holy Ghost now in Jesus' name. Amen. Church said amen. Praise God. Amen. All right. So we're going to get into this. It's Wednesday night, and uh, Wednesday night is Faith Academy. So we're always out here building our faith. And whether you're here or watching us online, the purpose of what we're doing tonight is so that we get stronger in God and that our faith would grow and we'd be able to receive the things that God has for us. And so um, I'm going to preach this message tonight entitled Rock Solid rock solid and so there's uh there's a foundation that god wants us to have um you know there's some things going on in the world and but you know you got to be one of those people that's in position where it's like i ain't worried about it i will now be moved because i have good foundation so as christians we must be sure to build our lives on a solid foundation look at your neighbor and say you're gonna have to build your life okay so Here's the thing. I want to help you guys understand this. Um, some people say, well, whatever God wants, you know, if, it, if, if uh, it's almost like a haphazard thing where they don't take any accountability and they say, well, if that's what God wants, that's the way it'll be. You know, if God wants me to have this, then I'll have it. If God wants. Me. But then God says, you have something to do with this. And so when it comes to building your life, you can't say, God, you build my life. No, God's going to give you the power to build your life. And so we must build our lives on a solid foundation. We cannot build our lives upon emotions. Amen. I'm always saying this, but we cannot build our life. You cannot allow emotions to lead you into a decision. You, oh, come on, somebody. You can't allow emotions to lead you into a conversation where you're saying things that mm, you're later on saying, I didn't really. Oh, I didn't really mean that. Well, you, you can't allow these things to govern you. you. You can't build your life on fads. Come on. Things that you remember that things that used to happen. Right. There was a movement. <clears throat> I can remember this early 2000s. Big movement in the church, really on prosperity. Everybody was, you know, talking prosperity. And, and God is, I'm, I'm all for prosperity, but only God's way. I'm not, I'm not into gimmick, gimmicks and all that. I tell you, God gives you principles that you can apply and he will prosper you according to his word. But we were, there was a lot of stuff going on, man. People just really going out there with it. And they were believing God. I'm believing God for this house. Believe in God. And you know, some of those people today aren't believing the same stuff. They didn't let, they changed what they believe. Well, because it was in, it was a fad. It was something that was uh, popular at the time. Well, you can't build your life on uh, fads and trends and uh, soulish desires, soulish desires. And so your soul, that's your mind, your will, and your emotions you cannot build your life on soulless desires because 
that could lead you the wrong way. And that can put you into some stuff that later on you're like, oh, man, I wish I wasn't here. And so we must build our lives on the rock solid foundation of the word. Amen. I'm telling you, if you build your life on this, then you will not be moved. There is nothing. I want you to understand me clearly tonight. There is nothing the devil can do to a person who is standing on the word of God. Amen. Who has revelation of the truth. Amen. If you have revelation, so you're not going to get revelation without any meditation. Amen. Come on, y'all. And so you can't just say, I heard that scripture. No, no, no. You better read it again. Come on. You better read it again. And this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate day and night. Joshua 1, 8. And then it says in verse nine, then then you're going to make your way successful. You're going to have good success. Well, we have to put in that time. And then now we have to build our lives on revelation. Just like um, uh, when Peter said, Jesus asked Peter in Matthew, who do you say I am? And he says, you know, you're the son of God. Well, he says, flesh and blood has not revealed that to you, but my father, which is in heaven. And so this is revelation. He says, and upon this rock, really quick, that's Matthew 16. Just put that up. Let me see. Matthew 16, I don't know, 19, somewhere in there. You guys know the binding and loosening and all that. Um, but um, I want to make sure we get this so that we can go forward. Because your foundation is key. And a lot of things will change. But you know what? I, I'm, I'm very impressed. Yeah, and, and then keep, so he says... He says unto them, but whom do you say I am? Next verse. Um, Simon Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And then next verse. And Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood had not revealed it unto thee, but my father, which is in heaven. Next verse. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates. I want you guys to see this and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And so when, have you guys had that experience where something, somebody could have been saying something was true, but it really didn't matter to you until it became true to you. Oh, come on, somebody. And and then when it became true to you, couldn't nobody tell you nothing? Even if they say, oh, no, no, we don't believe like that no more. Too late. Because I got revelation. And so now when you get revelation, Now the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. And so when you take this Bible and you get revelation of what it says about you, then you could stand on it and then you will be able to shoot down lies like a marksman. I'm talking about lies will come at you and they won't even last for a day because you have so much truth and that's where we want to be in our lives where we must build our lives on the rock solid foundation of the word now faith and obedience i want you guys to say that say faith and obedience, faith and obedience. you know what's interesting is i've i've uh come to i guess you can say observe or hear some different things it seems like a lot of people preach on either or so you have some that are really heavy on faith. And they'll tell you, you can believe God for this, believe God for that. But they're, they're not, you know, they don't tell you to repent and do, you know, stuff like that. 
But then, then there's some other ones that are just, man, you better repent and da-da-da, and it's almost fire and brimstone, but they don't really preach on faith. You know what I mean? Everything is like, uh, every victory is deferred to the future or something in heaven or whatever. Well, I believe we need to have a balance. I believe that these two work together. Amen. I, I believe that we need to have a balance. So faith and obedience are at the core of your foundation. And so when you look at your foundation, you got to understand that faith and obedience are at the core of your foundation. And so you start out with this Christianity by faith. You, you, somebody told you that Jesus is the way and you say, okay, I believe it. Well, then he starts to give you revelation. You start to learn and you start to grow. But then what happens? You start to develop faith, right? You have to, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17. So I start to develop faith in the truth. Well, but then as I'm gaining, see what I've learned that people that disobey and that this area that you disobey God in, I guarantee you, when you reflect back on it, you'll say, oh, I'm lacking faith in that area. Oh, come on. See, it doesn't mean that everyone is rebellious. You know, some people could be uh, just just not obeying God in maybe relationships or with their money or different things. But if they look back at it, they're not going to come to the conclusion that, man, I'm just a terrible, rebellious person. No, I'm lacking faith in this area. And. If you can acknowledge that, then you have a chance to grow. And so faith and obedience are at the core of your foundation. If either of these is weak, okay, if either of these is weak, then your foundation is in jeopardy. And so what does this mean? If my faith is weak, the ground I'm standing on, come on, without faith, it is impossible to please God. If my obedience is weak, it goes my foundation again, right? Because if they obey and serve him, they shall eat the good of the land. So I have to have my faith and my obedience in check. Amen? And so what does that mean? I've got to be believing God for greater, but I've also got to be obeying God along the way. Amen? I've got to be obeying God and not making excuses for not doing what he has told me to do. And so we've got to make sure that we establish this. Now go to Luke. Luke chapter 6. We're going to look at verse 46 through 49 in the NLT. Okay, so Jesus just starts out pretty aggressive. So why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? What if, like, what if Jesus said that to the world today? What do you think would happen at some of these churches? If Jesus said, excuse me, I I just want to speak. (laughs) First of all, a lot of people would leave. I said, what? That's Jesus? Oh, no. They come running out to church. What happened? Why are you running? Man, Jesus is in there, man. I'm sure. Right? But see, so why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? This is Jesus. Next verse. I will show you what it's like. Now, I like this because he goes right into a positive. You know, he's about to rebuke them when he says this. But then he goes into something positive to give them some positive to look for. He says, I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, 
and then follows it. Wait, what a concept. Did you guys just catch that? What a concept. He said, I'm going to show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. Oh, that sounds like obedience, huh? But we live in a time now where it's such hyper grace. Well, no, no, listen to the teachings and just follow what you want. And then God will help you get around. No, that's not biblically accurate. We all still have a choice. Choose this day whom you're going to serve. You know, God is not going to make me get up out of my bed and pray to him. Are you aware of this? He's not going to say you will pray. He's not going to do that. And do you understand that he will let me go out the house and go through my whole day without praying? And he's not going to come back to me and, you know, start asking me all these questions. Now, if I open myself up, the Holy Spirit, which is my helper, come on, somebody, the paracletos, the comforter in John 14, 26. And so it's going to be the Holy Spirit that says, hey, you know, you left out of the house in a rush today. You better, you know, you better read you a couple of verses. Now, you don't want to be one that is ignoring the Holy Spirit because that's your helper. That's your only chance that you got to make it. And so we want to be able to listen. But what I'm saying is if we were robots or if we were forced, it would be easy. But we have a free will. And so for someone, some, a lot of people hear the word, man. You know how many people hear sermon after sermon? But it's not the amount of sermons you hear. It's the amount of application that's going on in your life. Amen. That's what really matters. It's not what you're hearing people say. It's what you're taking heed to and applying in your life. And this is what Jesus says. I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching and then follows it. Next verse. It is like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. When the flood waters rise and break against that house or against the house, it stands firm. Why? Because it's built well. And so that's someone who says, man, this is what God told me. This is what he revealed to me in his word. And so guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to obey it. Well, that's like me digging deep so that I get a good foundation so that now when storms of life come. You still stand it. And. Trouble don't last always, right? Weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. And so if you just stand, then you know God's going to see me through. But anyone who hears and does not obey, anyone who hears and doesn't obey, you see that? See, we can't just be hearers of the word, but we've got to be doers of the word. But anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house without a foundation. And so we, if we understand construction at all, you can't just go out there on dirt and then just start stacking up a house. You've got to level it out. You've got to get a good solid foundation so that now you can build up 
and whatever structure you build has a chance to stand. But anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house without a foundation. When the floods sweep down against that house, it will collapse into a heap of ruins. And see, and unfortunately, that's what happens to people in their lives. Now, you know, we live up here, all these houses, you know, it takes time, you know. Uh, maybe you, if you got your house when it was brand new, I know we we were waiting on that thing to be built, man. It seemed like, oh, man, so many building delays and you got all this stuff. Well, but you'd rather it be done right than you got it real fast. And now you're having all these problems, crack slab, all these issues. Well, that's like Christians who want the, you know, the quick fix. There's a, a almost like a, a way or an expectation as uh, some people think, well, uh, I prayed for this and God didn't do it. Well, how long has it been? Man, it's been three days, man. And I'm just saying, I'm starting to think that this whole Christianity is just is not for me because I mean, I'm just saying I prayed, but sometimes the things you want, if you get them at that time, come on, somebody, you're not ready for them or they're not ready for you. And God knows that. And what is God trying to do? Keep you from falling apart. And then I've had this happen too, where people uh, get stuff and they push their way in it and they didn't want to take pump the brakes and see if that's really what God wanted for them. And I oh no. And so by faith, they call it. But see, faith and obedience go together. And so you cannot have your soul leading you because your soul said, get that house and get it right now. But your spirit might have been like, well, I don't know, man, let's maybe just ease back from it. Oh, no, we got to strike while the iron is hot. There's no time to waste. But to me, if I get into something and it was God that directed me, then it's going to be good later, too. Yeah. It's not going to be good right now. It's just like some people, they rush off and get married because they're lonely. Then they get married and then they wake up one day and they're going, what? Wait, who, who is this? <laughs> Amen. Amen. What did I do? <laughs> and then they'd be talking about, God, won't you change this person? You trying to get me, you know what I'm saying? It's better to listen, see what God, and, but see now, that's not always going to happen overnight. And so when he's talking about this foundation, we want to dig deep so that now when issues of life come, I can stand because if I was believing it already, then now something comes my way, I'll still believe it. And I'm not going to stray away from it. Um, and so uh, this is helping us to understand stability and depth of character. And so you want to have stability in your life. You don't want to be, you guys know fickle people like, uh, you know, maybe that's not the best. Nobody, y'all know some fickle people. And I'm saying, you know, Jesus says, I'd rather you be hot or cold, but since you're lukewarm, I'm going to spit you out. But, you know, there are some people, sometimes we might go to God and ask him, say, well, I know you said about the lukewarm, but what about the people that are hot and cold? because <laughs> I done met some of them that's hot 
And then later on they call you like, what happened? Amen. Man, you was on fire for God. And then now, come on somebody, they vanish when they have stuff come up. or Well, they don't have depth of character. And so, but in order to get depth of character, you got to dig down. You got to get down to where you can establish a foundation. And so if you have that depth of character, there's, there's going to be stability and you will be consistent in your life. Amen. You'll be consistent in your life. And so you don't want to be one of these up and down people all the time. You know, good day, bad day, good day, bad day. It's just what you want people to say about you is, man, he's always the same. Come on. How, how many of y'all like that? They say, oh, they're always the same. No matter what, every time I see this person, they're always smiling. Every time I see them, but if you got people where every time you see them, you don't know what you're going to get. I'm just saying, being honest, you don't know what you're going to get. And then sometimes, let's be honest, we're not, you know, we're telling the truth. But sometimes you find yourself, you're not trying to be mean, but you do find yourself trying to avoid people. I, oh, can I get amen? Come on, you and your, Christ, you and your Christian self. You, you say, oh, it, <laughs> and you try to see if, because you don't want to get in that conversation. Because you don't know what you're going to get that day. You don't know what's going to go down, right? Well, we don't want to be like that. That's, that's people that don't have the, any depth in their character. And so, now, the real you is deep down inside. The real you is deep down inside. And so, we can present the, you know, form of ourselves that we want people to see. Amen? Let me know. Now, this is not you, but I'm just out here preaching. Amen. But, but, if it is, but if it is you, then, you know, maybe you receive a little correction or whatever. But, you know, sometimes some people got the church you. Yeah. And they got the house you. I'm just, I'm just, you know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, you come over here and we get the church you. And then you go home and they get the house you. And sometimes it ain't the same person. And then it's really messed up when somebody went to church with you and they saw the church you and then they went home with you and got to home you. And so they're kind of confused. They're like, well, who is this? You was talking about praise the Lord. And uh, now (laughs) we don't want that. Right. That's nobody in this church, but that's for somebody else that's probably online. That's for somebody online. But so the real you is deep down inside. And so we must develop a healthy root system in order to consistently bear good fruit. Now, I want to help you guys in that. I don't want you to have uh, highs and lows where sometimes I bear good fruit, sometimes I don't. Now, this could be pressuring the people if they're trying to do Christianity in the power of themselves. Because you will say, man, that's too hard, man. Pastor, what you talking about? I got to be bearing fruit, like good fruit consistently. Like, don't I get some mess up days in there and all that? Don't I get, I mean, man, what? I'm just like, dang. You know what I'm saying? Well, some people will feel weird if they was just happy all the time. You might stop and ask yourself, what's wrong? You've been happy three days in a row. What's really going on? Well, it's the root system that has to be developed 
And so we must develop a healthy root system in order to consistently bear good fruit. Now, once again, Christianity should be presented to us in such a way that we realize this is too difficult for me. See, I, I think that's a good thing when you're, when you're able to say, what? Oh, that's way too hard for me. I can't do that. You're in a good place. Because that's when Jesus will say, I know you can't. That's why I died for you. Because I'm going to do it for you. And you, you understand that? And so now that takes all the pressure off. But if I'm still in a place where I'm going to do this Christian thing, I'm going to correct myself, I'm going to do all these type of things, I'm putting it on me. I'm putting in all the power in my hands. But when I realize greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world, well, I can depend on his strength and not my own. And so, but if I'm understanding as we're learning tonight, it's this root system, it's that deep down stuff that God wants to help you with so that now, you know, you're bearing fruit consistently, right? You'll have, let's say you got a a fruit tree in your backyard. Get a good harvest. It's going to give you a good harvest next year too, unless something changes. Unless some watering changes, something changes. But if everything stays the same, then you're going to say, man, I could always count on this tree to give me something good. See, a lot of times Christians... Different fruit starts coming out, but they don't acknowledge that way. Something changed. Right. See, you were you were bearing better fruit, but now something changed. Yeah. And now the fruit that you're getting now, you know, and then unfortunately, instead of people acknowledging that, they become defensive. Oh, come on. Right. And, and, and they, they become defensive and then they step into denial. No, what do you mean? I haven't changed. You changed. You're the one with the problem. I don't have no problem. I, what do you mean attitude? I ain't got no attitude. You got the attitude. Ah. And you, and you used to be full of peace, but now all of a sudden you like a little edgy. Well, it's happened. And so it's dealing with this root system. So go to, uh, we're still in Luke, but let's, let's go Luke 6. Let's go to back up now. We're going to go Luke 6, 43 and 45. And so this is what he says. A good tree, y'all in here with me, can't produce. Yeah. So what do we do with stuff like this? Say, Oh, man. Now, it does not mean that you condemn yourself and throw yourself away. You just acknowledge this fruit is coming from something that either it's going to be good or it's bad. So we got to deal with the source of these things. A good tree can't produce bad fruit. A bad tree can't produce good fruit. Next verse. A tree is identified by its fruit, right? Figs never grow on thorn bushes. So this is simple stuff that we understand. Nor grapes on bramble bushes. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. An evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. 
what you say flows from what is in your heart. And so what he is saying here is it's important to acknowledge the source. And so sometimes people now we, we live in a uh, we're not in heaven, you know, and we're not angelic beings. A lot of people have had bad things happen to them in their lives. You know, there's uh, sometimes people have hurts and and pains and hang ups. But where it becomes dangerous is those things keep them from advancing in the Lord. And so do you understand that God doesn't want anything in your past to stop your future? If you be willing to give everything over to him. He, and as a matter of fact, what's so wonderful about this is God's not going to hold your past and block you from the future he has for you. He says, I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are good and not of evil to give you an expected end. And so maybe you came through some desert situations, but God's not going to disqualify you because of your desert experience. He's going to let you step in to that prosperous living that he has in store for you. But you have to be the one that acknowledges that, wait a minute. The enemy is not God, but the enemy can use my past against me and block me from stepping into my God ordained future. So it's not God stopping you. And the enemy knows he cannot convince God. But what he can do is work on you. And now he will use the past to block you from the future that God has for you. And so this is, once again, people have hurts, pains, hangups that keep them from advancing in the Lord. And what this is, this is soul level sickness. I want to help you guys. This is soul level sickness. And that can't be cured Using soul level remedies or treatments. It's soul level sickness that can be cured using soul level remedies or treatment. What do people do? They're trying to treat that wounded soul with remedies that come from another part of their soul, right? And so what are you doing? You're trying to block out feelings and thoughts and and what you you and they even have you know i'm not against any of this but they have counseling well we're going to counsel you out well basically you're going to advance and go up into a higher level of your soul and so you still hurt but you're going to learn how to mask it and so you're going to learn how to suppress come on y'all you ever something Boy, now sometimes this happens. This happens at church, but the Holy Ghost will get on you. You can come to the altar, and you had your stuff together, and you just you know, and but the Holy Ghost knows that you've been masking. Come on, somebody. He knows you've been putting a bandaid on it. You've been putting bandaid and makeup and all kind of cover up, and but then all of a sudden the Holy Ghost will go right to the source. And then you just break down like a baby because it's still there. But you've been keeping it together for years. You know, people have been keeping stuff together for years, but they still got a pain that they had since they were a child. 
and the devil knows that pain is still there and that devil's always going to have you have a remote fear of that pain and so you will even avoid situations because now you still have an association with that pain so some people are afraid of you know relationships or different situations because of that right and so all these soulish remedies you know people are not telling you hey well i know the first step to helping you is die wait huh no hold on no no because they go through stuff because i've learned about some of this stuff but they 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 have you go back and then if you get to these some of this new age counseling they'll take you back and they they want to take you to the to the trauma time, the moment of trauma. And then they'll even try to get you there to where they say, okay, let's go back. Let's find, I'm going to the source of your pain. Okay, yeah, you were a kid, huh? Okay, yeah. Now, do you remember any colors? What color did you see? And they try to get you to identify with this stuff. That it's in your mind. And then all of a sudden you remember, yeah, it was a blue car. Or it was this. And, and now you start to associate with that pain. But then now they're going to try to show you how to contain it. How to overcome it. But it's not cured. And there is no counselor that has more skills than Satan. I'm giving y'all a warning. There is no counseling system that has more skills than Satan. The only one that can stop Satan is Jesus. And so the devil, yes, the devil's very patient. He will let you mask something for years. And he will let you develop another way of living with your pain. But how many know Jesus is the healer? And Jesus wants to heal you at the source. And he wants you to go forward and bear much fruit. See, you don't have to continue to experience what you have and you don't have to be afraid of it. You could be free of it to where it's a non-issue because there's things that God is doing at the core. And so um, we cannot be trying to get these deep soul things healed by other soulish remedies. It's going to take God's power. And so he says... That uh, in Luke 6.45, let's look at that again. Luke 6.45 NLT. He says that a good person produces good things from the treasury. What's your name? Say treasury. Okay, so treasury. That's where something is held and is protected. The good treasury of the heart. And so the heart, this is the core, the core of your being. The heart is the core of your being, the production center. Amen. The production center is where the root system is. And so God wants us to pay attention to that. Yeah, your mind is one thing. You could think yourself into a lot of places, but, you know, that's why God's not really after your mind. God's after your heart. Because he knows that if he gets that heart, then he's got you. Amen. Because if you think your way into God, you can think your way out of God. But if you mess around and have a heart connection with God, 
He knows he got you. So go to Proverbs 4. Proverbs 4, 23. And uh, let's, uh, let's see, NLT. We'll look at that in NLT. And this is good. The King James is good too. But um, King James says, keep your heart, you know, with all diligence, but out of it are the issues of life. But the NLT says, guard your heart above all else. So now we spend a lot of time as people talking about you got to renew your mind. You know, guard your eye gate, ear gate. You know, those are good things, right? It's good to practice that. Don't uh, make a habit of thinking negative about all this stuff. But the the core of you, I'm talking about the production center, the the root system, that's, that's the heart. So he says, guard your heart above all else. Y'all, y'all in here? Did you see this? For it determines the course of your life. Now, I know the Bible says, as he thinks in his heart, so is he. And we understand that, okay, he thinks. But you start to understand the heart, that's deeper level. So it says, guard your heart above all else. So what does that mean, above all else? You know, a lot of people guard their body more than they guard their heart. A lot, there's all these protections. Uh, I'll tell you something. A lot of people guard their possessions. More than they guard their heart. And it says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. That's why God is after that heart. And so, um, let's look at this in the NIV as well. The same verse. It says, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Okay, so I've been one that is, I like to bring people to the place of, um, I want you to have a confrontation with yourself, right? And so I want you to come to the place where you are honest with yourself, uh, regardless of, because not all of us, you know, knows everything about everyone, you know? Most people don't know everything about you, but you know and God knows. And so it's good when you could come to a place where you have a confrontation. Not with someone else saying, you need to stop this. No, no, no. You need to have that confrontation. And then he says, for everything you do flows from it. So that's from your heart. So let's say you make a mistake. And and we do this as people. But let's say you got angry, you lost your temper and and you said some, some mean things, and, and later on, you regretted it, right? So what do we tend to put our focus on? Forgiveness. I'm sorry. Oh, forgive me. Dang, Lord, forgive me. But instead, now that's good. You need to get that forgiveness. That's very important. You need to repent right away. But don't stop there, because if you stop there, you're going to be doing that again. What you really need to do is say, Lord... What what is in my heart? I didn't even know that. Come on, y'all. You, you, you're okay to have that honesty with God? I'm talking about something happens and you act in a way and, 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 and now you're a Christian. And so now, you know, before you used to act up and you didn't care. And you wanted to just be mad for three weeks and didn't think twice about it. Well, now, you know what? You're reflecting like, oh, man, a couple hours later, you're like, oh, I shouldn't have did that. 
But don't just stop at, Lord, forgive me because I know I messed up. No. Ask him. Mm. What's going on in my root system? What's going on in my heart? Now, be honest with God like that. Because everything you do flows from your heart. And I remember, you know, growing up and just being a knucklehead or whatever. But we used to challenge people, man, you don't have no heart. You're scared. You don't have no heart. You know, we would say stuff like that, you don't have no heart. But the ones that had heart, they weren't scared of nothing. And it seemed like people would do stuff without thinking. Right? Well, I'm not advising you to just be like that. But but that was people that would just do stuff. Because their mind, you know, I remember my growing up. My mom and just aunts probably, they'd be trying to tell us, you know, you better think before you do something. And that was good. But some people, man, they just going. And they're not even stopping to think, right? Well, if you can get God in your heart and you can have good treasure flowing from that, then now you could be quick to do stuff that is pleasing to God without even thinking about it. And it's a driving force for you. And so this is where we want to make sure we understand, okay, it's, it's not that I just made a mistake. I'm forgiven, but hold up. Oh, Lord. See, sometimes God will say, now you got an orange tree. And then sometimes God will say, you didn't see that apple. You mean to tell me you didn't see that apple. <laughs> right? You can't be in denial. You say, where is this coming from? And so you want to check the root system, see, see what's going on. Now, all this is about that foundation that we start talking about. It's rock solid. If I'm building it right, then it's going to last. It's going, it ain't going to be up and down like that. It's going to be consistent. And we'll be able to step into some higher levels of living because we have consistency uh, that is directing us. It's, it's the fruit that we're bearing in our lives. So go to uh, Psalm 5110. So this is what David said, creating me a clean heart, oh God. So it's not just the mess ups, but if you understand, it's the heart. It's not that, oh, why do I think these crazy thoughts and all that? No, everything's flowing from the heart. So let me get the heart right. And so David asked, creating me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Okay, creating me a clean heart. And so I'll help you understand this. A new heart can heal a sick soul. Ah. So the soul was sick because of life experience. And so do you understand that a person can have a terrible childhood and live a victorious adulthood and help others who struggled and help them go free? Or a person can have a terrible childhood and then go repeat those things. Come on, y'all in adulthood. And have a natural knack or tendency to go down that same path. And you know how they say, hurt people, hurt people, right? But if we start understanding what God is saying, he's saying, David is like creating me a clean heart. And so a new heart that's created and molded by God can heal a sick soul. And so it's not. The soulish remedies. It's not, come on somebody, 
Oh, y'all, I'm just, we got to be a people of faith. It's not all the counseling sessions that you go to. It's not all the medications that you keep. A lot of that stuff is masking stuff. And so then now stuff shows up again. How many know you're not supposed to have been healed 10 years ago and now you've got the same stuff showing up again? Why is that thing resurfacing? Should not be resurfacing. Amen. I'm not supposed to have these things showing up again. If that is happening, then I need to pay attention to my root system. I need to say, wait, what changed? What happened? And so what he's saying here is creating me a clean heart. So now a new heart can heal a sick soul. Now go to Proverbs now. Proverbs 3. Proverbs 3. So he says, trust in the Lord with what? So where's your mind at? It's not in this conversation at this moment. It it picks up in the next part of the verse. But trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to thy own understanding. And so trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to thy own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. And so if I'm trusting my God with all my heart, so what happens is the heart becomes a leader. The heart becomes a leader. And so when the heart is the leader, it's the driving force. But when the heart is connected to God, it's pulling you into areas that are too great for your mind. Amen. That's why he says, and lean not to your own understanding. This is where faith comes in because God will, once your heart belongs to him, you have such a high level of trust, he'll be able to tell you something and it won't make absolutely no sense, but you'll say, yes, Lord, I'll do it. Like, wait, what? What do you mean you're going into the bank to buy something and talking about, um, I'm getting ready to purchase this. And they're like, well, with whose account? (laughs) Right? But God wants to have that. Now, if I have this foundation thing set, now my heart, I got this new heart, I'm trusting God and I'm trusting him with all my heart and now my own understanding. Now, your understanding comes from your experience, right? It comes from what you know, what you've learned. And so um, sometimes it's hard for people to advance further than their heritage has advanced. Amen. Like uh, you ever met people, they say, I'm the first one to go to college in my family or something like that. Well, somebody has got to be that new one to step out there. But for some, it's hard because no one else achieved any level of success. And so they don't expect you to. And so that understanding is your experience. And so sometimes people have had, let's say they had a bad experience with money. Do you know that people that have had a bad experience with money, they can be afraid of money? And, but money is just money. Money don't even think about you. It just, it just is what it is. But some people, they're, they've had bad experience with money, and so they don't want to get a lot of money because that can affect them negatively. Do you understand there's people that can even be in bondage? They have a lot of money, but they're scared to spend it. That's not a money issue. 
That's a heart issue. And so it's where the trust is, right? And so if we trust in the Lord with all of our heart, then now our heart becomes the leader and not the mind. Now go to Proverbs 3. Let's skip down to verse 7. So what does that say? Be not wise, what? In your own eyes. Have you guys ever been at the place where you really thought you knew what you were doing? Yeah. I mean, come on. I don't know. Have you, you, you thought you made a, you know. Have you ever been in a place where you thought you made a, a good decision? Yeah. Say, all right. I, I know I, that was good. And then anybody here where it didn't turn out the way, yeah. the way you thought? And then later on, you say, oh, I didn't see it like that. Well, you don't want to be like that. You want to be to where I'm trusting God. And so if I trust God, how many know God never makes bad decisions? Come on, somebody. God never makes bad decisions. And if I'm one that's trusting God, not with my mind. See, when you trust God with your mind, you're going to stay with him as long as everything's going good. But when you get challenged... Oh, come on. When you get challenged. That's like, you know, like imagine a kid, right? The dad is saying, I I got you. I'm protecting you. But then the kid is like, wait, dad, you're moving too slow. And so they want to step in and take over. But when they really trust them, come on, y'all. I mean, when you really trust God, you know, it's like, let's say, I know this will be hard for you guys. It's really hard for me, but it's a good example. If I'm trusting God and God tells me what to do, and let's say, get into some situation, and then you get socked. (laughs) See, some of y'all are like, I'm out of it, Pastor. It's over. It's over for me. There's no faith in anything. It's just repentance. <laughs> no, but just imagine this. God is telling you, right, that you, you're going to, you know, trust him, trust me in all of this. And somebody goes off and they sock you. And you're like, <laughs> you're like, you're like this is a real test of faith, boy. And I'm telling you, man, this is a real test of faith. But then so... Your natural, see, are you going to go for what you know or go for what he tells you? And so that's hard because you think, hey, man, we're protecting ourselves. Well, you're going to go on what you know. Lean not to your own understanding. And so now you take that sock and then God says, don't do nothing. Some of you are like, but Lord, you gave me these reflexes. I mean, I wasn't even, I didn't even think it. Just, uh, I just, I, I wasn't even trying to do that, Lord. <laughs> I went on autopilot. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, but that's some high level stuff because now we have those examples, right? I, I, I always had trouble when Jesus would say, if somebody slaps you on the cheek, give them the other cheek. I'm like, what? Well, <laughs> Oh, there must be some other meaning to this, <laughs> right? This must be some other deeper meaning, Jesus. You know what I'm saying? But we know it was, you know, he was, 
acting in a way that was higher spiritually and not on this lower level. Just like when Peter came out, cut the man's ear off. Now you got to get the understanding. Jesus was in chains being treated terrible. Grabs a man's ear, puts it back on. Don't, hey, don't do that. That's higher level understanding, right? That's like, wait a minute. Why? Because Jesus is always aware of the bigger picture. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to do that with you and have you get socked and and he's not going to do that with me, please, Lord. I'm just just saying, (laughs) that's a little bit, you know, he never gives you more than you can bear, right? He said, isn't that some scripture or something like that? So, but I'm trying to help you understand his way is much greater. And so, it could be a situation where a person gets socked and then God says, don't do anything. And then now when he tells you to do something, it could lead to that person's salvation. And that person can begin to weep and break down and they would repent and, and they will receive Jesus. And all of a sudden you're leading them in prayer. And then now there's an embrace and all this stuff is going on. And it's like, what an amazing situation. And that person could be connected to a whole bunch of people and then now you got their whole family getting saved i mean you got all this stuff that could happen right but it's about us being able to so you cannot step into these spiritual things if you don't trust god that way you got to really really trust them and then you can understand like oh it's just like when paul and silas was in prison you guys remember that and god you know, they began to give praises unto God at, at midnight and, and they were tied up and all that. But then the, the whole thing, all the prison started to shake and quake and all the prisoners were, were set free. But then the jailer, you guys remember that story in Acts chapter 16? The jailer was about to kill himself. Because in those days, if prisoners got out on your watch, you paid a death penalty. But they showed them something. They were in those stocks, but they began to praise God anyway. Why? That's a trust. And then when you trust God like that, you get open up to greater solutions. Well, that man, they told him, don't harm yourself because even though the the locks are broken, but those prisons are in place. So you don't have to worry. Well, it led to him getting saved. He said, what must I do to be saved? And then it got his whole family saved. And so these are things. But now, if I don't have my foundation set, then I'm going to be operating on my reactions and all this type of stuff. And we get ourselves in trouble like that. And so it's a reaction and not a response. But if I got my foundation together, then I don't have to start to do things out of my flesh and all this type of stuff. I can... Do things the right way because I trust God. Be not wise in your own eyes. Look at that. Fear the Lord. What if you got socked? I'm just having fun with this. And God says, you hit him back, you're going to hell. (laughs) Like, oh, no. Oh, no. Right? God doesn't. I'm just, I got to. See, I know where I know how this church is. This church is like, man, I got some radicals up in here. That's why God gave me that example. 
because y'all like, nah, see, passage, I'm going to need some faith, man. You going to, I know, I need, I'm going to pray tonight because, whoo, <laughs> you know, some other stuff we could just say amen. But some stuff we'd be like, ooh, ooh, wait, hold on, Lord, what? How did, <laughs> but be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. So what does that mean? I fear God. I'm going to depart from evil. I'm going to. And see, this helps us. And that's an extreme example that I've given you. But there's been things that are simple as words. Sometimes people could say something to you. But then where the foundation you're standing on can dictate what you say back. You see what I'm saying? And so if you do the right thing, then now you're going to get. The right response. So this is all about faith and obedience. And so if I'm trusting God, he's not going to let anything happen to me. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to be able to do the right thing. Even the things that I did not think I can do. That's why I'm not wise in my own eyes. I fear the Lord. I'm going to do what he tells me to do. And let's close right here with Psalm 125. This is a good, encouraging psalm. If you just obey God, he's going to bless you. But it starts with that trust. They that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed, but abideth forever. Next verse. As the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so the Lord is round about his people from henceforth even forever. For the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon the lot of the righteous. I want you to get this. So whatever is going on with the wicked can't touch me unless I put my hands into what they into. Amen. And so that's why I always got to make sure I do things the way God wants me to do it. And so for the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon the lot of the righteous, lest the righteous put forth their hands unto inequity. Do good, O Lord, unto those that be good and to them that are upright where? Ah, in their hearts. Next verse. As for such as turn aside unto their crooked ways, the Lord shall lead them forth with the workers of inequity. But peace shall be upon Israel. And so you're always going to have examples in the Bible of good and bad, good and bad. But if I understand this, this is all coming from my heart. And so if I happen to evaluate myself and I acknowledge the fact that there's fruit coming that is not reflective of the Lord, it does not demonstrate that I have a fear of the Lord, then what I want to pray about is, Lord, what's going on at at the foundation level? Because I don't want no cracks. And you know what happens is God wants to build you up, but the devil wants you to fall. And we used to say the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Well, the devil's waiting. See, I want you guys to be encouraged. There are some things going on right now God is doing, and he's causing some, some advancement. Come on, how many of y'all? You, you, he's preparing you for advancement. God's going to elevate you. God's going to put you on levels that you've not been on before. I'm talking about, man, I'm just going to speak this, but because I know you're listening, but God's going to advance you. He's going to cause you to step into a, another financial level, another level of peace, another level of the anointing. I'm telling you, God is prepping the church right now to where there's an outpouring of power to where we're going to start laying hands on people we don't know. And God's power is just going to flow through us and bring healing to lives. But we have to make sure our foundation is solid. We have to make sure that we've dug down deeper so that now as we start to advance, 
we got to know the devil's coming to try to make us fall because the higher you get, if you fall, the harder your fall will be. But if you have your heart in where it needs to be with God, then guess what? We can keep advancing as high as God takes us. And how many of y'all ready to tell the devil, you might as well stop messing with me because I ain't about to fall. Amen. I'm going up and there ain't no falling for me because my heart is not even in me. It's not me trusting me. This is on God. And if you can't take God down, you can't take me down. Amen. Praise God. Go ahead and clap for Jesus. Amen. Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you for meeting us here tonight. We thank you for the power of your word. We thank you, Lord, that we can trust you, not with some of our heart, but with all of it. As a matter of fact, right now, we open our hearts that you'd flood us and that we would have nothing that is a blockage or interfering with our commitment, our dedication, our trust in you. You know that as long as we trust you, we're going to go as high as you would take us. We thank you for that. And I pray right now for those that are watching this or maybe you don't know Jesus as Lord. Maybe you're here and you don't know the Lord. Well, Jesus stands at the door and he's knocking. He's knocking at the door of your heart. That's what this is. And he wants to have a heart encounter with you. He wants to have an intimate relationship with you in your heart. And you're going to see your life get better and blossom. But you have to be the one that opens up that door and lets him in. Church, let's repeat this prayer so that anyone who hears this message will know how to receive Jesus as Lord. Repeat after me. Jesus, please forgive me for all of my sins. I commit my life into your hands. This day, I am saved. Do with me as you please and fill me with the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, Amen. Clap for the Lord. Amen. Praise God.